Thank you so much for joining us for CBN Newswatch. I'm from Graham. Ahead today, Israel fighting terrorists on multiple fronts in Gaza, the West Bank, and Hezbollah. At the same time, hostage talks could lead to a ceasefire. Defund the United Nations Relief and Works Agency permanently. That was the message to a congressional hearing after it was revealed some UN employees helped in the October 7th attacks. As Christians and other religious believers face persecution worldwide, unlikely allies come together in Washington, D.C. to support global religious freedom. And it is here. Season four of The Chosen debuts tomorrow. We're going to bring you our Studio 5 preview of the new episodes. All those stories and more today on CBN Newswatch. This is CBN Newswatch. We begin this half hour in Israel, which is fighting terrorism on multiple fronts from Gaza to the West Bank to Hezbollah on the border with Lebanon. All of this as talks are ongoing for a deal to release the hostages and bring about a ceasefire. Chris Mitchell is on the story from Jerusalem. Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant warned on Monday that the window for a diplomatic solution with Lebanon is closing. There will be a stage when our patience will run out and our ability to contain this matter will expire. And as a result of this, we may end up with forceful action. Hezbollah, Iran's largest proxy in the region, has been waging a low-scale war against Israel on its northern border since just after the October 7th Hamas attack. Gallant said Israel's home front is preparing for war and warned Lebanon. What you saw in Gaza can be copied to Lebanon, and the Air Force dedicates a small part of its force to Gaza, it keeps a large part of its force on standby. In order to deal with a northern scenario, I hope we don't get to this situation. But we are prepared in this matter. The fighting also spreading to Judea and Samaria, also known as the West Bank, where Israeli forces carried out a raid in a hospital in Jenin. Hospital security camera footage shows disguised undercover Israeli agents entering the hospital. Officials say they killed three Hamas terrorists on the verge of launching a terror attack. Afterwards, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with IDF troops in the area and told them Judea and Samaria is a critical front in the war. This is an arena that is not just important, it is super important. I know that you invest in it, both in defense and attack. It seems to me that since the beginning of this year, even more so, of course, since the beginning of the war, half a thousand terrorists have already been eliminated here, and there's more to be done, including today in Janine. At the White House today, Strategic Affairs Minister Ron Dermer will meet with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan to discuss the ongoing war and negotiations to secure the release of the remaining hostages. In the meantime, President Biden says he's decided how to respond to Sunday's deadly attack on U.S. troops in Jordan. The U.S. reportedly will strike multiple targets over several days, targeting Iran-backed forces in the region that supplied and carried out the attack. Meanwhile, for the first time, the U.N. is turning its attention to sexual assault by Hamas during the October 7th attacks. The U.N. has been criticized for its silence over the rape, torture and murder of Jewish women. Israel's First Lady Mikhail Herzog met with Pramila Patton, the U.N. Special Representative on Sexual Violence and Conflict, who called on the victims of Hamas to tell their stories. And Chris Mitchell joins us now from Jerusalem. So, Chris, uh, there is no ceasefire. There are talks uh, for the hostage deal, um, but the fighting is still going on. What's the latest on the fighting? 
Well, the fighting is still going on in northern Gaza. The IDF reporting there are 15 Hamas and 10 Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorists were killed. They were using a school as a hideout. Uh, the IDF also destroyed a rocket launcher ready to fire there. About 223 IDF soldiers have been killed so far in the ground offensive. Uh, in Yoav Gallant also made the statement that the IDF will maintain full control of the Gaza Strip after the war. And I would, Ephraim, you know, earlier today we went to a protest outside the U.S. Embassy, and they were calling themselves the mother as mothers of IDF soldiers. They've sent a letter to President Biden, and what they're asking him to do is stop actions that are putting their sons and husbands at risk. They want to let Israel finish the war to eliminate Hamas, and they actually want to stop the humanitarian aid, the reason being that most of that goes to Hamas, prolonging the war. It's not going to many of these innocent Palestinians. And they also want to put pressure on Egypt to be able to permit Gazans to leave the current uh, really tragic and, uh, and desperate situation. What's the story on a possible hostage deal, a ceasefire, and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's response? Well, Netanyahu says he won't free large numbers of prisoners, especially ones that have blood on their hands, those that have murdered Israelis. Uh, he says they won't withdraw IDF forces from Gaza. He won't stop the war without achieving all of the goals of the war. And those goals are eliminate Hamas, de-radicalize Gaza, return all the hostages, and ensure that Gaza will never pose a threat to Israel ever again. Now, half, half of Israelis are opposed to a hostage deal, and that would include an extended pause and a release of thousands of Palestinian terrorists. Uh, and the deal itself, if it does go through, Ephraim, would be a phased deal with limited pause in the fighting, release of hostages in phases, beginning with civilians, then soldiers, then the bodies of those that have been murdered. While those negotiations continue, Israel is fighting now on multiple fronts, not only in Gaza, but also the West Bank, the biblical land of Judea and Samaria. Why is all this important? Well, it's a front few people are talking about, but Hamas is very popular in Judea, Samaria, known as the West Bank. And while Israel's been fighting in the north and the south, Israel wanted to make sure this front didn't explode, so there have been thousands of arrests. About 500 terrorists have been killed since the beginning of the war. They wanted to stop it from being a fifth column inside Israel as it, it has its fights and wars on the north and in the south. How is Israel preparing for a possible all-out war with Hezbollah on the northern border with Lebanon? Well, Ephraim, this is a very, very important story, I think. There's a large-scale military exercise by the FDF to prepare for an invasion of South Lebanon. The home front is preparing for war. Hospitals are preparing. Even hospitals in Lebanon are preparing for war. Uh, and Gallant, in that uh, message, he said, he said, uh, they really haven't used a fraction of their air force yet in Gaza, and they could if they wanted to. They could devastate Beirut, Beirut if war breaks out. And that's a sobering thought because Hezbollah also on the other side has really just used a fraction of its arsenal so far. Uh, Gallant says a war, if it happens in the north, would take months. And that's why, uh, Ephraim, it's so important for people around the world to be praying for Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem uh, for such a time as this. Indeed, Chris Mitchell from Jerusalem, thank you as always. Stay safe and know that we back here are praying for you and the staff there. Here at home, the House Foreign Affairs Committee holding a hearing after reports 10% of the employees of the United Nations Relief and Works Agency are linked to terrorist groups, and 12 of them took part in October 7th's attacks on Israel. CBN's Mark Martin is on the story. 
UNRWA fired most of the workers accused of participating in the brutal October 7th Hamas terrorist attack, and the UN says it will investigate. Meanwhile, members of Congress continued their own investigation into the agency mired in controversy. UNRWA is a horror show that is decades in the making, co-produced by the United States taxpayer. Witness Richard Goldberg of the Foundation for Defense of Democracies told the Congressional Committee he wasn't surprised by the allegations that 12 UNRWA employees took part in the massacre, or that 10% or more of its staff in Gaza may be affiliated with terrorist organizations, and even more may have family members connected to the groups. I wasn't shocked. Many members of this committee who have worked on UNRWA reform for years weren't shocked. Terrorism support and subsidy for UNRWA is a feature, not a bug. The organization is built from its core mission, its mandate, to indoctrinate generation after generation to hate Jews, to destroy Israel. The committee also focused on UNRWA's education of Palestinian children with textbooks that promote anti-Semitism, promote holy war against the Jewish people, and celebrate the terrorists who carried out attacks. I believe that the people in Gaza do need to get food, clothing, shelter, and their children need an education that is free of anti-Semitic hate. That's what they deserve. This is, this brainwashing, frankly, in my opinion, is child abuse. The U.S. and more than a dozen other countries suspended funding to UNRWA after the Israeli allegations. Witness Hillel Noor of the organization UN Watch urged them to take a step further. I've come here to ask the Congress of the United States, which is the largest donor to UNRWA at over $300 million a year, to not just suspend but to end the funding for good and to take the lead in dissolving an organization that is riddled with incitement to hate involvement in terrorism and the perpetuation of war. Committee member Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania said the American taxpayer shouldn't be footing the bill for a group that supports terror. The United Nations Relief Workers Agency is a terrorist supporting entity, ladies and gentlemen. America's taxpayers pay for the absolute worst of it. The absolute worst of it. They pay for all. They don't get a say. UNRWA is the major source of humanitarian aid to the Gazan people. Witness Mara Rudman of the University of Virginia raised concerns about the fate of ordinary Gazans if that assistance is cut off. A majority of, two, of the two million Palestinians in Gaza depended on UNRWA assistance before October 7th. For the services UNRWA provides to a desperate population, there is no substitute at this time. Committee members are calling for a new organization to replace UNRWA. UN officials have warned that UNRWA will have to stop its operations by the end of February if the funding is not resumed. Mark Martin, CBN News. Also in Washington, from progressive Democrats to conservative Republicans, unlikely allies come together this week to take a stand for religious freedom around the world. We're going to have that story for you when we come back. Download the CBN News app, one place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Get the CBN News app today. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. 
and the new has come. Has Jesus changed your life? We'd love to hear your story and celebrate it by sharing it with others. You never know how your story could change someone's life. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement Jesus. of getting the Bible, yes. Lord, into public schools. Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. The fight against worldwide religious persecution is in the spotlight in Washington this week with the International Religious Freedom Summit. The meeting is bringing people together from across political divides to join forces in protecting people's right to worship freely. Tara Mergener brings us the story. Religious violence has risen to historic and alarming levels over the past decade, even in places you might not expect. The summit held here in our nation's capital aims to create a powerful, albeit unlikely, coalition to highlight the plight of the persecuted and look for solutions. The Hamas terror attack on Israel in October brings a sobering impact to this year's meeting. The attacks in Israel were motivated by deep religious hatred, by a profound and saturated anti-Semitism um, in Hamas. And that attack, and now the conflict in Gaza, has the potential to put at risk the stability of the whole world. From China and North Korea to Africa, the Middle East and beyond, an estimated 360 million Christians face persecution worldwide, with more than a dozen killed each day over their faith. You've got so many of our enemies attacking us. Uh, whether it's Russia that's attacking, whether it's Iran that's attacking, whether it's really Turkey through Azerbaijan on Armenia attacking. And almost every one of these situations has a deep religious component to it. No faith community is spared. Attacks on religious freedom touch each culture, nation, religion, and political system across the world. Unexpected cases are now also popping up in established democracies like Japan and Finland. The right to practice one's religion of choice is so frequently violated by governments all over the world. That message will again be loud and clear through first-person accounts at the summit. 
I stand here before you today as a witness to the regime's abuse and to represent thousands who have been tortured or executed in Iran's prison. At a time of great division, the nation's capital will serve as the epicenter of a powerful bipartisan movement for advocates and politicians from all over the world to work to protect the rights of all to worship as they choose. Some of the people we have brought together, very progressive Democrats, with very conservative, socially conservative Republicans. We have brought, for example, representatives from the American atheists. It's really, in that sense, quite an inspiring movement and very much um, a positive counterpoint to to the, all the division we face on so many fronts. In addition to persecution, special sessions will promote interfaith dialogue to help promote peace and create a blueprint for international collaboration and legislation here at home. We're going to see if we can come up with some agenda items that we can put forward in front of the Congress that can build a longer-term solution. Organizers say a key goal will be avoiding partisan politics and pushing governments to help ensure religious freedom is an important foreign policy issue as well as a fundamental human right. In Washington, I'm Tara Mergener, CBN News. Still ahead, good news for fans of the Chosen miniseries about the life of Christ. The debut of season four begins tomorrow. We're going to bring you a preview of what's ahead. It's all coming up right after this. Introducing the CBN Bible from CBN.com. Now, an easier way to study the Bible and grow in your faith. Highlight your favorite verse. Read separate versions at a glance. Click and read a commentary or cross-reference your favorite verse using the Strong's Concordance. All the right tools to study the Bible, all in one place. The CBN Bible, available at cbn.com Bible or the iTunes App Store. This is CBN Newswatch. Thanks for joining us. Watch breaking news. Exclusive stories and programs. Incredible news reporting. We show you what's happening in the world and how you can pray about it. This is CBN News Watch because truth matters. Weekdays at 5 on the CBN News Channel. Woohoo! Hi, Superbook fans. Here's something else you'll love. <laughs> it's the new Superbook Bible app. <laughs> It's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. Oh, no! There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy-to-understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta-da! Whoa! <laughs> oh, sorry, pardon me, sorry, excuse me. Are you getting this? Earn super points to win daily prizes, too. And so much more! <sighs> Time to get back to my adventures. See you soon! It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. The wait is over. Season four of the hit series The Chosen hits the big screen tomorrow. And for the first time, the entire season is rolling out in theaters over the course of the next few weeks. I traveled to Los Angeles to sit down with some of the cast, and we have a spoiler alert. One cast member is breaking news of a major unexpected twist, 
in her storyline. The son of man must suffer many things. But you are the son of God. These are the sights and sounds of the Bible coming to life in season four of the wildly popular series, The Chosen, a season that will have fans filled with a wild ride of emotions. Dallas Jenkins is the man behind the masterpiece on the life of Jesus and his chosen followers. So here we sit at season four. How would you describe this season first for Jesus and then for those chosen to follow him, if you will? How would you describe it? A good perspective on this season to notice is that this time Jesus is weary and heavy laden and he needs rest. We see him throughout the season. Sometimes he even gets comforted by someone else. Uh, as we get closer and closer to Holy Week, we see in Scripture that Jesus got more frustrated, got more brokenhearted. He wept over the city of Jerusalem. He was frustrated at the religious leaders that they weren't getting his message. And then, yes, got frustrated at those who were chosen to follow him. You Pharisees, you cleanse the outside of a cup and the dish, and then you eat and drink food that goes into a body that inside is full of greed and wickedness. Jonathan Rumi plays Jesus. If you could, looking back at this season, give us a scene or a storyline that stands out for you now. We spent a lot of season three developing Jesus and Lazarus's friendship and to see Lazarus's journey and how Jesus reacts to it and the pain that that causes and then the pain of, of the community at large, despite Jesus hoping that they will have understood that he is the Messiah, that death cannot stop him, um, and then still sort of succumbing to, to, you know, the earthly temporal norms of a life coming to an end. Now that I'm here, physical death does not interrupt our eternal life. Lazarus, come out! Seeing the Lazarus story on screen is sure to bring cheers, but a major twist in the storyline for a fan favorite is sure to spark tears. Rama, played by Yasmin Abustami. So let's dive right in. You, uh... Die. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. <laughs> so you're reading the script? <laughs> you, you see that? What are you thinking? <laughs> I knew, like, this was already planned from the get-go. Um, but when I got the script, I just didn't have a chance to read it just yet. But then everybody on the cast, not everyone, but, like, people were asking, like, oh, my gosh, did you, did you read it? Did you read it? What do you think? And so already I knew, I'm like, oh, this is, this is it. This is the time. Quintus, you play a role in there anywhere? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm the killer. Uh, there's that little part. Um, I, I was not quite hyperventilating when I was reading this script, but I was definitely, like, getting up and pacing. And, you know, it's sort of funny because for the last several seasons, you know, I would talk to Dallas and I, and I would say, you know, Quintus has been doing a lot of threatening of people. He needs to actually do something about it. The actors playing Jesus' mother and brother James are seeing and feeling the change in Jesus this season. I feel like she has such trust in Jesus and such great respect for what he does that even though things, if things don't really feel like, like, like the way they should be going, she understands that, that maybe she just has to wait and see. I think that in season four, something becomes clear to James 
about who Jesus is and almost kind of what Vanessa was talking about, learn to sit in in that listening, that really beautiful listening, um, as opposed to talking with your strengths and trust. There's no avoiding the sad moments in the biblical story, but true to scripture, there is a bright light at the end of the story. It's a tough ride sometimes, but it's it's all that much more impactful because of it. Because we know we know this story, we know where we're headed, um, but there is hope, at, you know, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And so that is most represented, I think, in this season um, more than any other season before it. It's time. What wondrous love is this? Oh, my Listen carefully soul. to my words. The first three episodes of The Chosen Season 4 will be in theaters Thursday, followed by episodes 4 to 6 on February 15th, and finally episodes 7 and 8, February 29th. And you can join us tonight for a special coverage edition of Studio 5. We're going to talk with more of the cast of The Chosen, as well as the series creator, Dallas Jenkins. You want, don't want to miss that. You can catch that episode tonight on the CBN News Channel. It begins at 8 Eastern. You can also watch it on the CBN News app, or you can watch it on YouTube. We're coming right back with an encouraging word for your day ahead. Stay with us. Want to be a part of a community that inspires your spiritual growth while winning prizes? The all-new MyCBN app. Connect with the community for prayer and encouragement. Track and set spiritual goals. Enjoy conversation starters with friends and family. And collect points to win prizes. The all-new MyCBN app. A great place to belong. Download the app at cbn.com mobile. Grow. Connect. Have fun. The all-new MyCBN app. Nutrition. Exercise. Essential oils. Weight loss. And more. It's Healthy Living with Lori Johnson. Talk about what's in this. Join CBN health reporter Lori Johnson to get the latest information from today's top health experts. This is fantastic. Find out what you need to know to live a healthier life. Watch Healthy Living Tuesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. Often we carry baggage from our past. You know what it's like. It affects everything and everyone in our lives. It's always there, weighing us down and keeping us from achieving true happiness. But do you know God never meant for us to be trapped in the past? You can be free of your baggage. Learn how God's forgiveness leads to changed lives and new beginnings. Call the 700 Club. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. 
Welcome back to CBN Newswatch. Time now for your Wednesday word. And today's word is the word. Spend time in scripture. It is the word of God. And meditating on his word draws you closer to him and closer to his way. His word is indeed a lamp unto your feet and it's a light unto your path. With that word and the word, make this a wonderful Wednesday. And be sure to have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. That is going to do it for this edition of CBN News Watch. You can always find more of our news programs on the CBN News Channel. You can find them there at any time as well as online. That address is CBNNews.com. Take a moment. Let us know what you think about the stories you've seen here today or any day. You can email us, newswatch at CBN.com. And, of course, you can always reach out and touch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for watching. We'll see you right back here, same time tomorrow. Goodbye and God bless.